It's a good topic of discussion because a lot of times we tend to love people by what they do for us. Amen. Just, just keep it real. Amen. Somebody. Show. Come on, never up. Can't depend on them. Can't. You know, to draw back. You know, uh, not to show that. You know. Love like a God. This leash was talking about. So that that's that's a good topic of discussion. Um, I'm just gonna hit a few points in Sister Marcia's topic, and we'll tackle review. Amen. Um, so Jesus said that the first great commandment was to do what? To love the Lord thy God. With what? All thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And then the book of Mark also added to that and said, with all of thy strength. Uh Uh-huh. So that's every area of your life God expect you to reverence him, and to love him. Amen, amen. So we got to learn how to do first things first. Uh, Because God set a standard in the beginning that we love him. And when we love him, then we have no problem with honoring and loving other people. Come on, Let's just tell the truth, because before you got saved, you know, you had your select few of who you loved. But when you got saved, there was a difference, right? It was easier for you to open up and start loving other people. Because when I got saved, we're like, wow, it was like a, a curtain was let up. You know what I'm saying? And I start looking at people differently. It's like when you get saved, you look at the whole world differently. Because what? Everybody is precious. Every every single person on the planet is precious. Why? Because God made them. They're God's creation. They're his people. Huh? Come on, somebody. So you just begin to see things different. And you begin to treat people different than when you was in the world. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so then it becomes a little bit easier for you to just love people for who they are. Huh? They don't have to be like you. They don't have to dress like you. They don't have to talk like you. Come on. They don't have to have your culture. Anybody that you come in contact with. Is your neighbor. Oh. <laughs> so it's not just that person that live next door to you. Uh-huh. Anybody God put in your pathway. Huh? He expects you to treat them right. Huh? You do unto others as you would have others do unto you. If you want to be treated right, then you treat somebody else right. 
Huh? Come on, somebody. Because the reality is, is that you're going to get what you put out there. If you put good out there, then good going to come to you. Amen. You just be good to people. Amen. And then God will have no problem being good to you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, basically, we are to love God with everything we have within us. And so the first command, it forbade the Israelites from having any other God before Jehovah. Woo! My God. Uh, that means God won't exclusive woo, attention and love from his people. Huh? He's numero uno. It ain't no other one. Woo, my God. I tell him I get into heaven every day. It ain't nothing like you, God. Huh? Ain't no other God out there. If there's another one out there, I don't know him where he at. Ain't, ain't no other one out there. Huh? I tell him you're the only one for me, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! And can't nobody do me like you, Jesus. Woo! I love you, God, and I need you. Oh, my God. Uh, see, we got to get in the habit of not just coming to God because we have need. Just come to God to say, God, I love you. God, I appreciate you. You didn't have to save me in my mess, but you saved me. You thought enough of me to clean me up and turn my life around and place my feet on solid ground. I love you, God. Uh, because you took time out of all the billions of people on the planet. You saw little old me. Woo! My God. You look beyond all my faults. Anybody? I got Ain't no other. 
Jesus. So they were expected to love on Jehovah as a true and the living God. Uh, they were to honor him. They were to spend time with him. They were to give them, give God the first fruits of their increase. Huh? Come on, somebody. They were to expect it to worship. Uh, and they had certain details outlined that God expected in their daily worship. Uh, my God. So God was very particular about them forming any other image. He didn't want them to see nothing but him. Oh, so we even got to be careful about the images. Huh? That we looking at. Huh? That we, we feasting on and our appetites are lusting after images. Ooh. Because you look out and before long they'll become a God to you. Oh, oh, yes. Distractions. We make gods out of money. The love of money. Huh? It's the love of it. The dollar bill ain't the issue. The issue is what's in here. Uh-huh. What we willing to do to get it? Huh? Come on here. We'll sell our soul uh, to get that dollar. Oh, yeah. We'll do it. Saints, yeah, the church. Huh? Doing anything to go after more money, more money, more money, more money. Hmm. Come on now. Because if God don't bless it, you just spinning your wheels. God has to bless it. He has to bless what? The works of your hands. You work all day long. You get two or three jobs. Huh? You can get a fourth when you have a sidekick and you can have a sugar daddy, a sugar mama. Huh? Come on here. It don't matter. Huh? Oh, they got them in the church. Yeah, stop fronting. Folks have sugar daddy, sugar mama on the side. Give them a little tip. Huh? Come on here. Uh, Huh? Married and got a, uh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You got a little come through on the side. But unless God is blessing it, <laughs> he told the prophet, I believe it was Haggai, that you'll have a bag and it'll be full, but then it'll have a hole in it. And then I just let all that stuff that's in that bag just come on out. <laughs> he said, then I'll, I'll blow on your money. You want to make money, your God. Because huh? it won't last. It won't stand. Huh? Now we even shifting in society where we going to basically a cashless society. Uh-huh. Everything is being governed by the chip. Oh, and so eventually, and it's coming up soon, we'll be on one system all over the world. Uh-huh. It's getting closer and closer. And your president is one that is backing it. Uh-huh. 
So keep on trusting in the dollar. Because in a few days, it won't be here. <laughs> you better find yourself trusting and loving on God. Huh? Who has control over everything. Who rules and reigns in the affairs of men. <laughs> that's, that's who we need to be loving and trusting on. Huh? Come on. Because all these world systems in a few days, they're going to crumble. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, my God. So have no other God. Sister, there are some places now that won't even accept your cash. If you ain't got a card, you can't buy nothing now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you remember in the thick of COVID, they say that they had a shortage of coins. And you had to have exact change when you went to the store. So, you know, it's they still have signs up in different places that we need exact change. Uh-huh. So be careful making money, your God, because in a few days it may be pretty scarce. <laughs> then what folks gonna do, minister, when the money is scarce? You ain't got that God to lean on. Oh, and you done spent all of your time, all of your years, all of your young years and your middle age years, and you done labored and worked and toiled to serve that God. You done gave all your energy to that God, the God of money, the God of work. Oh, oh well, what's going to happen in a few days? when it's not here. Oh, I guess y'all ain't reading Revelations. Okay, but that's another day. That's another day. We're going to let the elder touch on Revelation. Okay, I guess y'all ain't reading. Yeah. Something else going to happen in a few days. That's going to happen. The money that you got saved. Watch the price of bread. You have to take the money that you you gonna have to take the money that you got saved and put it on the card even to be able to use it. Ah. So if you don't have the card with the chip, uh, you might not be able to shop. Uh, we getting closer. <laughs> you real close. Yeah. So don't let nothing distract you from serving Jehovah. Uh-huh. Because he says he wants your undivided attention. <laughs> We're so divided in our attention. Boy, if you put our minds on a screen and see how divided our mind is, huh? We'd be shocked to see how much of that mind is focused on God. Oh, we got family, we got work, we got bills. Oh, we got a big session where we just scared about them bills. You done made them, just pay them. You know, if you don't pay them, you, 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 it's going to ruin your credit, but you'll be all right. You know, you may be homeless, you'll be all right. But you, you put all, put all, we're about 75% worried about them bills. Stop making them then if you don't want to pay them. I'm just saying, you know, stop getting all that junk in your name if you don't want to deal with it. Okay, but you know, about 75% 
is focus on them bills and that money. Huh? That's all we can think about. Them bills and that money. Huh? We rather love money and food. Oh, we ain't talking about food. Oh, we got a Boy, we just think about food. Oh, what we gonna eat? Oh, what we gonna cook? What we gonna go out? Oh, I sure got a craving for this. Oh, I got a craving for that. Oh, I got a taste for this. Oh, I wanna eat this. Oh, what we gonna eat? 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 Oh, well, sister, you eat too. Now stop. And you love to cook. Just stop. 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 Everybody in here. Everybody on the face of the planet love food. Now let's quit it. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't weigh much as we do. Facts. Hello. So everybody guilty. You put a buffet in front of any person on this planet. Black, white, yellow, green, Australian, Mexican, American, Italian, Canadian. They going to eat and eat good. Let us just be for real. Huh? Hey, Rosetta. It's just facts. We love to eat. And you can look at America especially and tell that we love to eat. Huh? You look at America... Compared to the rest of the world. <laughs> Look at the BMI. You know, y'all young people, y'all into their BMI, those measurements, you know, muscle compared to mass, you know, all that stuff. Look at Americans compared to the Middle East, to Africa, huh? Chinese, huh? We are big people, huh? Yeah, yeah, we love food. We love to eat. Yeah. Uh -huh. But be careful because there's a thin line. Because we can go from eating to live and loving to eat and being gluttonous. Oh, there's a line there. We have to be very careful. You know, don't be distracted by your belly. Because there was words from the apostle that he scorned the peoples because they had made their bellies their God. They used to all go, sister, and fight over food. But y'all supposed to be church folk. You supposed to be loving on God and saved. And y'all arguing over chicken. I mean, causing division in the church <laughs> over food. So don't tell me you won't make food, your God. Girl, yeah, Mercy Ministry been there. They know. Oh, they yeah. They're over food. Lord, have mercy. All churches. Talk to people that go to church. They'll tell you in a minute. Get the arguing and debating about who gonna fix that, and I ain't gonna eat it. I don't want that. Oh, if sister so and so cooking that, I'm like, well, they ain't bring enough here, and they bring this chicken. Oh, facts, hoarders, because we have people that love to hoard too. Uh huh, greed. Greedy. Oh, we talking about church people, are we? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we are. Uh -huh. 
I've seen it. <laughs> Down through the years I've been in church, and it's been a long time. I ain't talking about just mercy ministry. I'm talking about everywhere. That's something uh -huh. common amongst churches. Baptist church, Methodist church, Episcopal, Catholic, Pentecostal, Apostolic, all of them. They act the same. And the food was free, but you felt like you needed to steal it. Facts. Wow. Facts. Mm-hmm. Show you. Where we are. Uh, you, ain't think, you ain't where you think you are. <laughs> Put your mind on this place. <laughs> Don't play with me this morning. <laughs> Woo! And ain't no telling what else we got locked on the side, you know. Husband, wife, kids, grandkids, job, food, paying these bills, and what's left? <laughs> Don't play with me. Where's the rest of your affection? Ooh, I know it's getting touched. That's what we do with Sister Marsha part. Mm -hmm. So God said not to take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Don't you use the Lord's name in all your foolishness and all your evil gesturing and talking and joking around. His name is holy. His name is sovereign. Holy is the Lord thy God. And we reverence his name. You don't play around with the name of God. We're going to bust hell behind that. Yes, sir. Because we didn't reverence the name of the Lord. The most high God. He's very serious. About his name and his word. It's most holy. And that's why we ought to be careful. How we conduct ourselves in the house of God. Because it represents him. The holy place. Hmm? Don't joke with you and you ain't going to joke with him. That's right. God ain't no comedian. You find very few places in scripture where God is laughing. He laughed at his enemies and that's it. He ain't sitting up there having no comedian show. And you don't joke around with his name. You don't joke around with his word. You respect it. Because it's most We got to be careful. You know, all these folks that's trying to imitate church and these movies and these shows and these plays and think it's funny, you know, joking about saints shouting and joking about the priest. 
joking about the service of God and like it's a joke. No, 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 no. The service of God, the word of God, the ministers of God, the peoples of God, the saints, the instruments, everything about it is sacred. It is holy and you respect it and you honor it. Don't you let a few bad in the bunch cause you to be down in the mouth about the ministers of God, about the peoples of God. All preachers ain't bad, and all the peoples of God ain't bad, and all churches ain't bad. It's some good ones out there that are sold out to their God, and they respect God, and they serve God, and they love on Him. Do you hear me? All of them ain't bad. And that's where most of the comedians get their best laughs is talking about the talking church. Talking about the church. Oh, they make money about that. I don't get them. You'd rather have a whole show, have people talking about and laughing about the church. To folks that ain't even saved, folks that could care less about going to church, ain't got at the doors of a church, ain't even trying. But they think it's funny. But they won't think it's funny in a few days. (laughs) Oh, the days of Noah, they thought it was funny. (laughs) Oh, they thought it was funny when Noah was preaching. Y'all better come on, it's going to rain. You better serve the Lord Jehovah. You better love him and him only shall you serve. Oh, they thought it was funny. Building that boat all years. You've been big. That thing ain't nothing happening. Ain't no rain coming. You going to all that church speaking to them tongues. Going to church two and three times a week. Huh? Acting all holy and sanctified. Oh, sanctified, holy roller. Huh? What's wrong with you coming to the party sometimes? What's wrong with you hitting this blunt sometimes? Huh? Mocking you. Ain't nothing to that holy stuff you doing. Ain't nothing to all that church going you doing. Huh? What you need to do is take a sip of this. It is a help all your problem. Oh, that, that's how they talk. Huh? Well, they don't talk to me like that, but they talk to you like that. I'm just saying. But one day it rained. <laughs> one day <laughs> the rain came down and the waters came up. One day, one day, one day. Woo! My God. Yes. Nobody escaped but eight. So the Sabbath day was to be kept regular. God expected regular, consistent service. Huh? That's why we serve God every day, every week. We come every Sunday. Huh? Come on here. God expects consistent worship, not hitting and missing, huh? Not coming just on Easter Sunday and Christmas so you can get a gift. No, regular service. So the Sabbath must be kept regularly at the time to reflect and commune with God. So how much time are you spending with God? 
Oh, 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 wait, wait, we're going to get a discussion. How much time are we giving God? Yeah, y'all think about that for a second. Before you go to work, while you're at work, if you ain't working, oh, oh, oh it's getting quiet as a church house mouse in here. Pass this microphone. How much time are you spending with God? It ain't a trick question. You know. You know what you're doing. You know what you ain't doing. Look at me crazy. You know. And I know too. I know what I'm doing. But my question is it enough? Enough. Not enough. Challenge yourself now. Uh, it's what you're doing right now. If we take a poll, let's take a poll. Is it enough? No. No, ma'am. No. No, it's not. Yes, sir. No. Not enough. It's not enough. Not enough. Let's just be honest this morning. No, it's not. Not enough. Put everything before God and the Word. Doing what we want to do. Okay, we do what we want to do. Oh, that, that sister Bean, you done opened up the box. <laughs> Y'all blame it on sister Bean. <laughs> now, she said, <laughs> we get busy doing what we want to do. She didn't lie. Sorry for my sins, but uh, yeah, uh, 
I do I have a lot that um that I do before God. Yeah, that's so we just acknowledge. Uh-huh. Okay. You see? We just acknowledge that it's something that we put as high priority yeah. over spending time with God. Okay, well, we acknowledge that. And guess what? God knows. God already knows. <laughs> he already knows. Whether you tell him or not, he already knows. Whether know. we acknowledge it or not, guess what? God knows. He knows how much time you spend with him, how much time you talk to him, how much time you spend in prayer. God knows. (laughs) We can put up a facade in front of people, but God gets down to the nitty gritty. He said, all y'all naked before me. See it all. He knows. He (laughs) knows. Yeah, yeah. So y'all marinating that for a few minutes. I'm going to go to another point here. So we were to commune, the people, the nation of Israel was to commune with God on the Sabbath. Be free of distractions. You know, that was from all those nations that surrounded them. The Amorites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and all those ites. He didn't want them to be like them. Just like he don't want you to emulate the world. Because he said, you are mine. You are my people. You're to be different. Oh! You mean holy and sanctified? You're to be different? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And it caused us to do what? Grow closer and closer. The more that they did it, they got closer to God. So the more you get into the Word, the more you pray on a regular basis now, not waiting on one day a week that you pray, but every day with the Lord, that you talk with Him, that you shut everything off. See, that's the problem is we have a problem with shutting things off. The biggest problem. That's, 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 that's the distraction. You know, some people don't have a problem with cutting the TV off because they don't watch much TV. But there's other people that do watch a lot of TV. Uh huh. But because they don't watch a lot of TV, don't mean that they aren't on the telephone. There's some people that stay on the phone. What you know? I was on the phone. Every time you talk to, I was on the phone. No, you stay on the phone all day. I'm saying so they don't have a problem with turning the TV off but they may be having a problem with sitting that phone aside and putting it on silent or just turning it flat off you, you see what I'm saying it's certain things that every individual may have an issue with just turning it off come on somebody let's just keep it real uh huh the issue if you praying and that phone rang, uh-huh. that prayer just got stopped. Uh-huh. Because you got to take that call. Yeah. You see, you just got distracted. Distractions. Uh-huh. A ring. Yeah. It's Start a ring. praying and watch it ring. Yeah, in the middle 
something and trying to get into the vein of God and get in the presence of God and get an answer from God. He is a master of distraction. That's why you got to be proactive. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Focus, concentration on what you're praying about. I know a lot of times we have a lot of things that bog in our mind when we go to God, and God already knows that. You have to get to a point of discipline. And that's what the church don't want to talk about is discipline. We're good at shouting. We're good at praising God. We're good at all those things that we do in church. But we lack discipline. And, and so you have to get to a point, we all do. We, we all work on this. I don't care how long you've been saved, sir. We all have to work on discipline. You know, getting our mind on Jesus. The old churches say, get your mind on Jesus. You have to get in the habit of blocking other stuff out. You go to God with your thanksgiving your petition, your supplication. Let it be made known unto God. He'll handle the details. See, we think that we're handling details. No, you're not. It's God that is working things out for you. You you see what I'm saying? Say, cast your care upon me because I care for you. If he didn't care for you, he wouldn't want to hear you. So we got to get in the habit of doing that. Lord, I cast it at you because it's getting on my nerves. This is, this is you know, messing with me, God. Just keep it real with God. I'm tired of this. This is making me mad because he knows we have real feelings. And he wants real people to come to him like it is. Stop trying to pray above where you are. You ain't there. So go to God and be for real, and he'll be real with you. And you'll be surprised the answer he'll give you. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying, brother? Because you're not letting it go. You're not letting it go, brother. Y'all, going in prayer to God is more than you making your list. It's releasing to God and saying, God, here is my issue. This is my burden, my struggle. And I need you to help me. Because I want to get better. I want to be delivered. You, You see, we're not releasing enough in the presence of God. When the presence of God comes into service, say, that's your time to get on board, to get what you need, to get that release. I've been in the presence of God many times heavy, but by the time I got done, it was like I got a release. Yes, I have. You see what I'm saying? You know, he's not intimidated by you coming to him with all your problems. But see, it's up to you whether you decide to let him in 
let him deal with it his way. And you're going to let it go. Not that you're going to stop praying about it. You continue to pray until you get an answer. Sometimes he may not give you the answer the first time you go. And how bad do you want it? You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we hold on to stuff instead of letting God deal with it. Now, if you be honest with yourself, that time that you're talking about, have you fully given all of your care, everything that you said that happened last week, have you fully released yourself in the presence of God? Images, distractions, that's what we've been talking about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is a distraction. So then you kind of have to maybe look at changing some of your habits if it's bothering you. So apparently it's bothering you. You you see what I'm saying? If it's causing enough distraction where it's interrupting your prayer life, then maybe you need to look at doing something differently. We don't understand. Sometimes stuff can attach to us. You see, we can come in contact with stuff and not be aware that it really had that much effect on us. You didn't realize what you saw really got imprinted right here in the forefront of your mind. And it's hard for you to shake it. It's hard for you to get it out. Sometimes we let our we go to God in our natural issues and uh-huh. never try to connect with God's spiritual. Right. So then our natural is, issues keep interfering with us trying to talk with God. So we don't try to uh-huh. connect with the Holy Ghost. Right. In talking to God because that's where the yokes are destroyed. Right. Is that helping? Is that kind of answering your question, hopefully? Because if that's your issue, then I'm sure it's somebody else's too. You, you ain't the only one, brother. Everybody that ever prayed have natural issues come up in their mind. The enemy is very crafty, saints. He may not come, you know, in a pitchfork and horns out his head. He's very believe he see that you trying to spend time with God, huh? He saw Jesus in the wilderness. He knew he was fasting 40 days, 40 nights. Mm-hmm. No, you anointed. Mm-hmm. He really want to get the man of God distracted. Because then he can't feed the shepherd, the, the sheep. Amen. When you when you look at uh, distraction, it's anything to get you off. And 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 a lot of times we we already off, and it don't take much to get us off. Um, 
because we've, we've got, when God created us in his own image and in his likeness, we have a thought process. And if our thought process has been revealed to us that it's not lining up with God, so now we've got to figure out a way to get on track and to stay on track. But we got the taste of it in our mouth and in our mind. So now you've got to concentrate that much harder and you've got to remember to take your hands off of it. Don't go back to it. Don't use it again. Don't say it again. Don't do it again. So when you look at all that, now another issue coming up. Doubt and fear. And so that's what all of it, it goes to someone. What if God haven't forgiven me? So, so now you got to guard yourself because now you actually may be doubting God saved you. Because you didn't went back and took a second look at something and not realizing you're not God. And there is a process in which God does. It's very seldom that God delivered anybody overnight. I don't care how they, 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 make, they make it sound good. I can give you part of my testimony and don't give you all of it. Oh, God delivered me, but I left out. I was struggling with it for years. You see what I'm saying? All you heard was God delivered. Lord, if you delivered Sammy, why can't you deliver? No, but you didn't hear the, I didn't tell you the whole testimony. It was years I took this thing back and forth to God. You know, even when you look at Paul, anointed, appointed, but he had a thorn in his flesh and he had to keep going back to God. And history bear record of the fact that he may have some other issues that he didn't talk about. You see what I'm saying? And the enemy has confused you that you're the only one. That's the biggest lie out of A, B, C, D, E, F, N, G. You will never, God, it's against God's law, against God's word for you to be the only human in the world having issues. In the church or out of the church. The sinners have an issue. But see, we get distracted because we, in our mind, and see, we've got to remember, our thoughts are not his thoughts. And he knows that you can't think like him. But the devil will try to get you to think you can think like him. And so when you come down to analyzing yourself, no, I'm not telling you don't analyze yourself because that's a very good position for a child of God to be in. If you analyze yourself, you can basically find out where you are in the scheme of things with God, and not only with God, are you taking your salvation seriously? So you are faced with doubt. Lord, it, it really, this is really where it is. Am I saved? I, 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 am, am I saved? Do, do, 
do I do I be like the rest of the folks playing in church? Like I got it all together. Uh, if I tell somebody, what what if somebody see me? You see what I'm saying? What the devil's playing with you at? And he do everybody like that. But don't nobody tell you that, so you think you're the only one. You're on the right path, but you can't go no further and no faster than God take you. You see what I'm saying? The Lord, what is it? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me. You got to be willing to follow. And on the day that God wanted, see, you want to deal with some stuff, but then on the day God want to deal with some stuff, that's when it'll be over. When God deals with that stuff that's inside of you, you can't fix yourself. You can't fix yourself. You don't even know how to begin. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> oh, why, why me? Why, why me? Why? Why, why can't I stop? Why can't I let it taste the pork chop? Oh, I know that hog is a filthy beast. You see what I'm saying? On the day that God is dealing with pork, that's when you can get your deliverance. Remember blind Bartimaeus? Jesus was healing. He was dealing with Folks that had problems. Now, now notice now, there was a whole lot of other folks on that road. But blind, it was the day that he wanted to deal with blind Bartimaeus. Ain't no telling how many times Bartimaeus was on, on the same road that Jesus was on. But the day that God wanted to heal him, that's when he got his heal. You can't make God do nothing. Keep hollering. You don't never know. You keep doing what you're doing. What did Barnum man? Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Ask him for mercy every day. And ain't no telling how long he was hollering. Yeah. We want to claim it. Uh, Lord, heal me on a Monday. Heal me on a Tuesday. Heal me on... No, no, no. That ain't how God works. Somehow our number comes up. Look, look. When you were out there, when you were out there and everybody in here, ain't no sense in you acting like you're a clean sinner. You were a dirty sinner like everybody else. We were out there at some point between, if you notice right, you made a declaration one time between uh, midnight and daybreak. I don't know why, but that's when God gives sinners some kind of reprieve and he hear their cry and then he get on a journey to save them. You might have cried out 15, 20 years back. And God put a ball in motion. And God started pulling you out and changing your circumstances. And he calls you to want to be saved. Now, now, now face it. Now, now, I want you to notice something here. I don't prettylize the gospel. I tell you the straight truth whether you like it or not. 
it's on no pretty gospel. You see what I'm saying? You heard the butt naked truth. And God pulled you in on the truth. Not all, no, ain't nothing wrong with you. I told you, there's a lot of stuff, no. You know that's some stuff that I went in. <laughs> went out on that one <laughs> <laughs> But you, you, you see what I'm saying? And I, I understand most of you don't realize there is a process. But you don't quit. That's why I love the old church. I wish God would wake up the old saints and bring them back because the new old saints, you are ashamed. I mean, no harm, but you're ashamed to the gospel. You can't show the folks that come in how to come in and be consistent and go through because they're more faithful than the old saints. They don't hear you raising your voice in the church. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord, keep me. You got the quiet kind. You ain't showing nobody nothing that is behind you. You prettyalizing the gospel. How can somebody get saved on a prettylized gospel? It can't be done. And so, therefore, what they're under the impression because we are leaving so much out because we still ashamed that the folks that's like Lamont them they are confused why God ain't doing this for me I'm still struggling why am I brother we all struggle And the most of the folks in the church now are more liars and fakers than anything else. Let me say that again. God is not going to be no fair to you than he is me. If I'm going, you going through, oh, <laughs> I'm going through too. <laughs> he may have a smile on say, but some too. If I'm going through, I know elders going through. I know Miss Bean. Rosetta's going through. I know Elma's going through. But the danger is when you're going through and not being faithful in the house of God. Now, can, let me ask you a question. Are you faithful? I'm going to talk to you. Are you faithful? Well, don't worry about the rest. Just stay faithful. If you're faithful, God has promised that he's going to be more faithful than you are. Man, only folks that got something to worry about is the one that's not faithful. Because now they got a lie. And a lie on top of what they're able to go through. And the more unfaithful you are, the less control you have as a saint of God. Because God ain't going to protect you. He's going to give you over to your own lust. Your own lusts have come in, and now they're consuming you. Oh, we got some. Everybody in here got some desires, appetites, and everything else. Amen. But if you're faithful to God, he's not going to let your past. Remember, he's the one to say, 
I'll cast it into a sea of forgetfulness. And if you may never forget what you did, but God said, I'll cast it into a sea of forgetfulness and I'll dare anybody to bring it up. Amen. To stay faithful. We're worried about too much. I, I, I can't jump and shout like somebody else. Your day is coming. They may not be jumping to the anointing of God. Just keep your heart sincere, saints. If you keep your heart sincere, that's what God look, God is looking for, a, a, a clean heart. Look, David had Create in me a clean, make sure my heart don't get in, back infected so I can follow you. Now, no, 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 notice. Most folks right now is concerned more about their flesh than their spirit. I don't, the harder times get, we should be packing up and getting ready to go, but our roots sink deeper into the world. We're more concerned about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, where we're going to live, and what we're going to drink. And Jesus already told when you get that far gone, you're just like the sinner. Amen. So, so there's some things that you, you, as long as you remain faithful, God has promised to take. See, see, because you don't know what God will want from you tomorrow or come to prepare tomorrow. You just looking in the mirror, but you ain't God. Because you may want God to move something that's insignificant. Move this mole right here, Lord. You got a bigger problem than a mole. Lord, if I can lose 50 pounds, but remember, but you had to trade something for the alcohol, Brother Lamont. You see what I'm saying? So now you just got to learn how to balance the food. Issue. You see what I'm saying? So there are some things that God has already tremendously helped you with. Focus and be grateful on that. And trust me, when it's time to come after some stuff, he's going to come after. And he's going to ask you to give it right up right now. Just follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. That's all you got to do. If nothing else, watch me. Listen to me. Because I'm supposed to be the voice of God to help you control your... I don't care what y'all do at home, but when you come to church, then that's where I take the lead. And Paul said this, follow me as I follow Christ. I try to be your best example. Man. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I ain't going to let you put me, get me in that loop because I know I'm not. 
That's why I talk to my wife and my children. They keep me grounded. You might a man of God, but it's still your turn to take out the trash. You may rule the house, but the dishes need to be washed and the floor need to be vacuumed. You might be the head, but I need some gas money. 